bringing you all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State. It's the Hive Sports Podcast. Jazz, college football, bees, we got them all. So listen up, because we, 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 we got the buzz. Turn down the buzz! Welcome to another episode of the Hive Sports for Cause Monday. I'm your host, Jake Sorensen. Um, don't forget to follow us on at the Hive Sports on Twitter, at the Hive Sports on Instagram, and also on the Um, We have a special guest with us today is my little brother, uh, Quentin Sorensen, um, QT Baller35 on Twitter, if you're going to follow him. How you doing today, Quinn? Doing good. Happy to be here. Glad you're with us again. Um, since the other day, we went to the Utah Social Open and got to talk a little bit about golf. Now we're going to talk a little about BYU, which you and I both have a little bit more well-versed knowledge in. So uh, we're just a little bit, just a little <laughs> bit more knowledge on that one. <laughs> Absolutely. So um, today we're going to be talking quite a bit about um, BYU basketball because there's some really cool um, things that happened this last week for the program. Um, they had that fathers and sons that they do down at the the Y, and um, they had um, some pretty cool announcements that we're going to go over. And then um, for the second half, we're going to have Dan. Actually, um, we were able to interview Dan earlier in the week, and Dan um, is giving us a recap of the um, BYU football um, locations destinations this year. And we're going to start out with Dan talking about Vegas. So um, stay stay linked in and, and tuned in for um, that in the second portion of of today's call. Monday. Um, but yeah, let's start out, Quinn. I just wanted to, to kind of touch base. Um, this um, Tijon uh, Lucas that just got signed uh, to BYU from University of Milwaukee, former um, University of Illinois um, basketball player, I believe. Um, what are your first impressions of uh, Tijon? So before talking to you about him, I'd never heard of him. No disrespect to him at all by that one. Um, but I took some time to go watch some YouTube videos, some highlights from 2019, 2020. Um, and I really liked the way he handled the ball in his highlight videos. I mean, I know those are only short snippets, but um, he's, he seems in control. He's, he seems like that primary ball handler that um, controls the, controls the game. Um, and the way off the dribble, getting to the hoop, he was really good at scoring uh taking contact from big men down low and making the baskets uh nice step back mid-range jump shots i saw you know three the three ball off of screens or even off the dribble um i it's i'm, I'm excited to see how he how he plays um you know he seems like seems like he can ball pretty good so it'll be good yeah he kind of reminds me of what we went to the jazz game um the other night with the the stadium full with just the them playing in Memphis. And it, he kind of reminds me a little bit of a smaller John Morant, maybe. I don't think John Morant's that tall. He's um, Tijon's uh, 6'2". Um, but he reminds me of kind of like the, I don't know, he averaged, I believe, 18 points per game at the University of Milwaukee, which isn't like a major university by any means, not one of the ones you'd see normally um, like making the, the NCAA tournament, but I mean, they make, they make some noise and he just kind of was, there was a guy that played, um, this last year for the university of Ohio, who also, uh, I can't remember his name, but he reminds me, um, with his ball skills and, and ability to, to control the game that way. Um, I really think, I mean, it fills the need, obviously they needed guard play for the Y, 
um, for BYU this year. And, and really, I think he'll fit in really nicely with some of these other guys that they've got coming back with Gavin Baxter and also with uh, Caleb Lohner. Um, and I think he'll, he'll be able to get them the ball. Um, and then also, I think he, he probably will become one of their primary scorers, uh, be able to shoot the three, be able to drive and just add some, some versatility. Um, and we'll get into the next portion in a minute, but um, with some good news that way for BYU, I think some really good depth uh, at the guard position. Um, anything that you feel like, I mean, just in, I, I know you, you'd mentioned that you'd watched his interview with um, Jerem Jordan and Spencer Linton on BYU Sports Nation. Um, what were your takeaways just from his like, his demeanor on, on that interview and just how he seems like he'll fit in personality wise. Um, you know, the pro of, and, and that, that interview with him, the first few minutes, like he just seems so happy. Um, yeah. Like he's a big smile on his face. He, he talks about, um, in that interview, the first few minutes, uh, Mark Pope really, he really seemed to have pitched him well. Um, with you know why he should come to BYU and what what they're gonna do with him there, um, and he seems to be really excited. And I loved his comment about winning the West Coast Conference Championship and winning a national championship, and the grin on his face when he said that. And you know, it's the West Coast Conference is always a, a good conference to play basketball in, but I think if a if a new guy coming in has, I think you could say the audacity with a team like Gonzaga in the conference to come in day one and say, yeah, we're going to win this. Um, you know, that's, that's a good sign. He's happy and he's confident. Um, and that, that'll only prove to be a positive thing for this team. Yeah. He kind of reminds me of the, like the Jamal Williams um, energy and kind of that side of things. Exactly. That interview. Exactly. Um, he feels like he's going to be one of those guys that also kind of brings um some culture in the aspect that I feel like BYU doesn't really have where they usually get these farm, farm people, not necessarily farm people. I don't know how to explain it, but I mean, they get like these big dudes that are like, they've grown up here locally, um, more of like a, a a West coast vibe, but he have, he has more of like the, the, I don't know, the swagger that comes with the game and the ability to, to smooth, smooth ball handling and, and some yeah. of the aspects um, yeah. that I think BYU doesn't normally see. And I think that's also something, I mean, you watched Gonzaga last year. Um, you watched, I mean, their point guard, I can't remember, um, Suggs, is it? Suggs. Uh, yeah, oh, man, he was good. He was good. Yeah. And he, he has flashes of, of that kind of skill level. And I mean, he's a senior too. So he's, he's been able to, to work on the craft quite a bit. I really think BYU is a place where he can probably flourish and, and maybe get a really good shot at the NBA. I think under Mark Pope, um, he'll get that opportunity. And I really do, like you mentioned, think he'll get a good shot at the West Coast Conference Championship. Um, For sure. So I'm really excited about him to kind of, I mean, we we need to talk about this next one because obviously the fathers and sons announcement was that Alex Barcelo is coming back to BYU and I'm super mm-hmm. excited for Alex Barcelo because he's just consistent one of the best three-point shooters one of four all-americans um, and he's returning um, to college basketball which is just insane to have an all-american want to come back and play another year when he could have easily gone overseas or maybe had a shot at, at the NBA but it sounds like uh, Alex Barcelo took some time and talked to Jake Toulson and talk to TJ Haas 
and they gave him their they gave him their uh, insight and he felt it was best along with his girlfriend from the article I was reading on um, Deseret News that it was time to to come back to to BYU and and give it one more round so what what do you how are you feeling about Alex Barcelo coming back and kind of that the front court just having such great guard play coming back so the little bit I saw I've seen of Alex Barcelo is the kid can ball um like if you need him to to drive to the hoop and get you a layup, he'll do it. If you need him to hit a jump shot, he'll do it. And of course, he was one of the nation's leaders in in three point percentages, I believe, this last season. Like that, that's a feat right there. The three ball is such a big part of today's game, especially at BYU. And he obviously flourished there this last season. Um, I, as I've been thinking about Tijon coming to BYU and and him coming back. I, it's going to be really interesting to see how that dynamic between the two of them develops. Um, they're both kind of primary ball handlers. Um, I'm not sure with Alex's first season at BYU if it was him or uh, TJ Haas handling the ball more, and even uh, I think Jake Toulson was in there as well. Um, so I don't know how much of an off-ball um, type player he is. But I know last season he was, he was a pretty he was one of the main ball handlers for sure. Tijon seems like another one of those main ball handlers. So it'd be interesting to see that dynamic and how it develops, and maybe that's a part of their game that they can both develop as, as one day that one will take the front seat of ball handling and the next day it, sw- it flip flops so they're taking a back seat. Um, but I think you can never have too many good guards. Um, if you if you got a good guard. He can he can make plays, <clears throat> excuse me, and set up set up big man. If he can make plays for himself, um, suck the defense over to him, dish it to somebody else, dish it to big man, whoever it may be. With Geth, with Gavin Baxter coming back from injury, hopefully we'll have a, a healthy, strong season. Um, I've met him a few times. Um, I know he can ball as well. So if if he has good guards, like that'll only develop and open the court to so many options and possibilities. So it'll be good to see what happens. Yeah, there's going to be some awesome, awesome play that way. I'm really excited. I Like you mentioned, so um, going to Alex Barcelo and like his um, production in his first year. So with Toulson and with uh, TJ Haas kind of running the show, he played second rotation mostly. Um, but he increased his points per game, almost doubled him this last year. Um, he got three more assists per game, uh, went from 1.8 uh, to 4.3. Uh, his rebounds, he increased those by 1.5 average, so 3.1 to 4.7. Those are just some basic stats. His three-point percentage actually did dip by one percentage point this last year, but, I mean, overall still, his overall field goal percentage increased 3%, so uh, a few less threes, um, but he was a lot more of the, the primary ball handler. And kind of I don't think he's going to become like a second rotation guy I think he is obviously a first rotation guy um and I think um what I'm the I guess the closest comparison that I can think of is like a Damian Lillard and uh, CJ McCollum just playing out there in um in Portland they kind of I mean the shooting guard point guard they kind of both play both roles but um I, I think that's the closest comparison to how I think BYU will try to integrate them both into the the game plan and plus they have some young guards um that are still developing and still kind of moving into those roles I really am excited for Alex Barcelo's like leadership more than anything for I sure. think um just because i mean he's going to have the production and i i assume i i'm expecting even greater production cuz last year there were times when 
it felt like he could have given even a little bit more. He gave it a lot, like that fourth quarter energy, kind of like what we were talking about um, when players will take uh, like that mid game, like they just can't really find a groove and then beginning and end a game that seems like they're in a groove. I think he'll be, he'll be a lot more consistent. And I think that's probably what the coaching staff's working on with him. Uh, I, I honestly think Alex Barcelo could play in the NBA. Um, he would be more of like a, a rotation player and in one of those like specific roles, but depending on how this year goes, he, I mean, he has the ball skills to do anything that way. And T. John Lucas, I mean, he looks like he could all honestly be an NBA guy as well. It'd be super cool to see two guards come out of BYU if this year goes as, as I think it could. I, I'm hoping um, on my side of things, two years ago, I, I honestly thought that 2019-2020 team before COVID had a shot at you know, elite eight or better in the, sure. in the tournament. And I think that's one of the biggest driving points just from what I've read for Alex Barcelo to come back. Um, is to try to get to to that level. What would your expectations be for this team if they don't get to this point of the NCAA tournament? It's kind of a, uh, I don't know, it wasn't as successful as you think it'd be. Knowing where the roster's at right now, where do you think they should fall um, next year tournament-wise? Um, I, assuming everyone stays healthy, I see them yeah. ending the season top 25. Um, yeah. They've done it the past two seasons. I and have no doubt that they'll do it again. Um. And you know, I uh, I I, li- I just want to see him get out of the first round. Um, they didn't get an opportunity with their best team. I would say their best team in a while before COVID hit um, last year. I'll say it bluntly: they kind of flopped against UCLA. UCLA yeah. did have a great tournament run, though. So nothing against that team, but uh, I think BYU could have definitely shown up better in that that first round game. Um, so I'd, I'd like to see him get out of the round of 64 into the round of 32 and, you know, and make it to the Sweet 16 even. Um, you know, that would be – I feel like those would be very big accomplishments for this team. Yeah. I, I'm i looking at this new, like, uh, new acquisition. So you have Atiki, Ali Atiki, who's a six foot eleven. Um, center who they I mean basically is going to come fill the shoes of Matt Harms who's leaving um, and then you have a couple of these other guys from Wasatch Academy plus you have the returning I mean I honestly thought um, Caleb Lohner was possibly one of their best Gideon George was just insane last year the, the production I think they have some pieces that I I feel like if this team doesn't reach the sweet 16 um, I know that's kind of like a a high bar to set but sweet 16 are better honestly with with the expectations i have of this team from last year they're returning enough people that i'm i feel like byu better be in that range but i i can see around a 32 that they have a hard time getting out of that first round so for most people maybe it is just win the first round at least um improve uh, i'd just like to see him i don't know i'd like to see him beat the the jimmer area get to this the elite eight move further uh yeah. and get somewhere down that way but i think we all would as cougar fans right for sure uh, it would definitely create a you know in a, if a program if you want them to if you want a program to grow you have to see success and see growth um and i think we've seen the growth from the jimmer era to now and it's now time to to break out of that and, and go further. Um, hopefully Tijon and, and Alex bring a, a poise, uh, a leadership and an energy that can to do that and uh, boost consistent production out of the key pieces. Um, I mean, you watch any team 
any team can be good and you can have great players, great individual players on a team, but you know, you have to have those, those role players in the background as well. Um, you, you know, going into a defensive and a defensive mindset into a game, you gotta, you gotta make sure you can, you know, slow down the, the big production guys, but you have to also have to make sure you consider the, the guys coming off the bench because they, they could always have a big game and that could be the difference of, of winning or losing a game. So on an offensive standpoint, making sure our bench players are getting good production on a defensive standpoint, making sure they continue to work together to, uh, to uh, slow down those role players that may not get as much attention. Um, I feel like in the basketball that I've played and the basketball that I've watched, you know, the big guys are always going to put up good, strong numbers, but it's the the not so well-known players that you really have to watch out for and, and be ready to show up and play against. Absolutely. I, I think with Mark Pope's thing, like his whole best locker room in America, um, I mean, he's bringing one of his key leaders back who's going to really – he's just one of those like want to pump you up kind of guys. That's what I see Alex Barcelo as, and I'm really excited for that aspect. I think the leadership um, will be essential. Uh, I think the best locker room in America mentality will still be there because he's going to be able to teach that forward even more to some of these newer guys um, who hopefully, I mean, it's kind of funny because Mark Pope said in one of his interviews that he hasn't had a year yet without Alex Barcelo at BYU and he would like to not have to think about that as long as possible. And I think having a player with that expertise is, is something really key. That's actually something that Mark Few up in Gonzaga has been able to do is he's been able to get multiple players in the rotation, kind of like what you're saying, getting them off the bench. And then he's had leaders that have really just kind of set the tone. And I mean, Gonzaga's bringing back Kimmy uh, and Tilly, I think his name is, or, or Timmy, Timmy. Um, and he is going to be, um, I mean, he was there last year. He's, he's a baller. They have a couple other guys that are coming back. And I really think Gonzaga is still going to be a really a force to be reckoned with. But I, I think this BYU team will will hold their weight against them. And um, it'll be a really fun West Coast Conference competition next year. I don't think Gonzaga is going to be at the same uh, level they were uh, this year. I think BYU will, will match up a little bit better just with uh, the depth they have. But um, we're going to turn the time over to Dan now just to kind of um, – go into in depth on some BYU football things. Uh, he's going to cover the the locations um, based on, like I said, at the beginning of our, our podcast um, going into Vegas and BYU, what, what he sees about the, the Vegas destination and some cool things there. Um, and then every week from here on out, Dan um, and I will also be um, just talking about all these, um, these locations that BYU is going to be playing in away games this year for football. So um, take some time to listen to Dan and, and our interview from earlier in the week. And thanks so much, Quinn, for joining us today. Thanks for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be here. Absolutely. Go Cougs. Go Cougs. I'm really excited to talk about the upcoming road series for BYU for f- football this fall for a couple of reasons. First, I, I haven't always been a big vacation person, but when I do make vacations, you know, my wife, she's really into vacations, and so we always like to incorporate sports, and I'm sure a lot of you sports fans do similar compromises with your wife, like, okay, let's plan a trip around the BYU football game, and maybe we'll just sneak into a game. So if, if, if you're like me, then this is for you. And, you know, I always just like seeing the schedules that BYU comes up with because they're always challenging. They always try to get P5 uh, opponents on the schedule. Some of them are pretty tough P5, some of them aren't. Um, like 
looking at you, Arizona, but, but that's actually where I want to start because I've been writing some articles and ironically, just when Jake and I were, were talking, um, we both wanted to talk about BYU's road schedule and I'd already been writing these articles. And so, um, I'm, it's a six part series. I'm already done two of them, but I'm kind of just ordering them from my favorite to least favorite, you, you know, and, but, but all of them are good options if you want to make a road trip. So the favorite one I have on the schedule here is the, actually the opening, the Las Vegas kickoff. Um, it's a neutral site game against the Arizona Wildcats. Now it, it personally has appealed to me. I mean, we'll talk a little bit about Vegas. Like you can't go wrong there for sports and other reasons like that. It's a very tourist friendly city, but, and the football intrigue is great. But also, uh, I actually got to the chance to go to Tucson um, three years ago. And I will admit, I, I, I do have a little bit of wildcat blood in me. Um, my, my dad actually went to BYU for his master's and then U of A for his doctorate degree. So um, I, I, back then I, I was cheering a little bit for Arizona, but this time I'm definitely in it, all in on the Cougars. We actually have tickets um, and I'm excited to go. And there's a couple of things that excite me about whenever I go to Las Vegas. Um, I, I, as you guys know, some of you guys know, I'm an Aggie fan. So um, the last two uh, Mountain West tournaments that have been open to fans, so 2019 and 2020, I got the chance to go to the tournaments. Um, so Thomas and Mack Center is beautiful, but you guys want to know about the the Raiders Stadium, like it, it's just really huge. It's an NFL stadium, so you can't go wrong there. I think it's the only NFL stadium BYU is playing in this year, and it seems like they get one every so often. I think like they had one against UMass a couple years ago, um, and that that was at Gillette Stadium. Um, I know that I think they played at Arrowhead Stadium against Missouri before. So, so Vegas, uh, the Raiders Stadium. I think they might be one of the first college teams to play there. I don't remember if the Raiders hosted anybody last year, and then before that they were in Oakland. So an NFL stadium, um, five and a half hours, give or take from Provo. So a lot, it's dri a good driving distance for a lot of BYU fans. A lot of these places, unless it's an in-state foe like the Utes or Aggies, like you you have to travel a while, but um, five and a half hours by car, probably le an hour or less by plane if that's the route you decide to take if you go to the SLC the Salt Lake City International Airport so um, definitely like to see the, the the desert duel in Sin City you know with Arizona being a big desert place and I mean there's some desert in Utah um, not it won't be the coolest game ever played in Vegas because you know the Holy War in Sin City even though the Cougars didn't come out on top that was pretty cool and BYU's had some great Las Vegas Bowl performances um, at the UNLV Stadium. So um, I, I won't give away all the stuff there, but just having been to Vegas a couple times, like I, I've never, well, I guess I was there for the Aggie games, but besides that, I mean, I've seen, I mean, there's some fun shows there. I think, I don't know if uh, David Copperfield's still there, but like you can go see a magic show. I saw some tweets kind of joking that Circus Circus will be um, sold out because, you know, it's a very family-friendly thing. And a lot of BYU fans prefer, with those big families, those BYU minivans, they prefer 
those BYU friendly attractions. Uh, some other family friendly stuff I like. You, know, you can't go wrong with Coca-Cola World and M&M's World. So if you go to Coca-Cola World, definitely try the tour of the world. I don't know, remember what it's called, but you basically get to try um, different soda drinks from all parts of the world. And I'll warn you, I think there was a green one that tasted pretty gross, like tastes like mouthwash. So um, didn't like that one. I think the Peru one, there there was like some type of like pineapple flavor. So I like like that that yellow the Peru one I really liked. Um, I don't know if they saw the same flavors, but you can try that. And if you don't feel as daring, then then you can get like floats like for all the Coca Cola products. So you can get like a Fanta float or a Coke float, like just a lot of different floats there. So. So I, th I think um, you guys would really have a fun time there. And then, I mean, Eminem and Hershey World, you can't go wrong. Like there's just a lot of memorabilia. And Eminem World, you can get all the flavors. I know when I went with my wife, we kind of did a little um, early anniversary or, or Valentine's trip. And we got the Eminem colors of our wedding colors, like just that year after we got married. And so that's fun. Um, it's definitely always a party on the, on the strip. You can <laughs> pay some random person 20 bucks to take a picture like the Chewbacca or whoever you decide to. Um, so yeah, you can definitely have fun on the strip. If, if the strip's not for you, you know, there are some parts that make it not as family friendly. Um, if you want to get some shopping done, they have some great outlets kind of outside the strip. Um, definitely you can check out like Nike and, and a lot of the, the big ones. Um, I don't know how much BYU gear will be there, but I'm sure at the game or, or before, you definitely got to get some BYU swag ready. Um, I did see the kickoff time is 7.30 p.m. Mountain time, it'll be 6.30 their time, so you'll gain an hour, and it's not too late. I mean, it might be late for some kids. I know um, we, we have a, a young toddler and might be, <laughs> um, we might have somebody um, stay back and, and watch her and stuff, but... But definitely you can have fun there. Um, uh, if you're looking for something random, look up Seven Magic Mountains. There's like these seven random colored rocks in just the middle of the desert. And I remember going before and it was like super hot, but it was it was a fun time. So those are just a couple things. I don't want to give away everything, but there's a, there's a lot of things in here that you can look at and and I'll, as I look and find other fun things to do in Vegas as my memory comes up then I'll let you know. Um, one other one that I've done before, um, Celine Dion, um, I didn't mention this in the article but Celine Dion was a good one but she's done with her, her tour now so I'll have to check and see. I know the Osmonds were there for a while. Um, I There's one Oh yeah, there's like those wax museums if you're into that. Like I remember taking pictures like with all these quote-unquote celebrities. They're, they're not like the actual celebrities, but they're just people made out of wax. So it's fun to take like little photo ops. Um, so a lot of different stuff you can see. Like basically it feels like you're touring the world. Like there's a little Paris place. Oh, let me tell you, the all-you-can-eat buffet there. This is an extra tidbit, especially for the podcast go and get that and and sometimes with your hotel depending on if you stay at a nice hotel like airbnbs you don't get the deals but if you go stay at a decent hotel like sometimes they give you little comps where you can pay a little bit for a little bit cheaper you might get a coupon but yeah we we had the paris buffet on our our trip and we loved it there's just so much good food and it's like you're in 
this like Eiffel Tower replica. So you can do that, or or there's basically like, like there's a little Italy section, or there's like the ancient Greek section. I forget what all of them are called. Um, some of you who may have stayed at some of the luxury like casino places might might remember, but I mean, yeah, Bellagio fountains, like, so, so there are other like um, awesome places to go, like obviously, so, so next week I'll talk about um, Los Angeles, a lot of you guys know, yeah, Disneyland, a lot of that is great, but I just feel like the whole combination of the football and there's just the neutral location, the, the kickoff game, like there's a lot that makes this game the most attracting for attractive game and there's a it sold out like the BYU allotted tickets sold out um, quickly for a reason and and um, we, we we actually weren't able to get those ones so we might be sitting by some wildcats but I mean I'm sure the Cougars will pack pack the stadium however they can get it so go Cougars I'll, I'll be wearing I may be wearing some BYU blue or or, or Aggies or, or whatever there um, might have to wear some Arizona socks, but anyways, um, go Cougs, and looking forward to, to this game, to being at that game, and then, yeah, next week I'll talk about what I think about USC. TheHiveSports.com has all the buzz on sports in the Beehive State, covering prep, college, pro, and church sports. No way, really? Okay, maybe not that last one. If you want to stay in the know about all things Jazz, Cougars, Aggies, and Utes, then this is the site for you. TheHiveSports.com. We may even feature your high school. So check us out today at TheHiveSports.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out TheHiveSports.com because we got the buzz. Check it!